couple of things before we get started this morning. Um, <clears throat> I did not get Joe okay, a copy of the outline and all that. So that's on me. That's not on her. Okay, so if you want to take some notes or whatever, just use, use the blank right there that's right inside your bulletin. <clears throat> The other thing we're going to uh, we're going to start a series that begins in the garden. It's going to go to the manger and beyond. We all know the Christmas story, okay? But do we really know the whole story? Let's begin in the garden. Genesis uh, chapter 3 is where we're going to uh, be today. Before we get started, let's ask God to bless our time together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you sending your son and father as we this morning as we consider why let us not forget that you're in control we talked about that in Sunday school this morning guide my words Take control. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In the book of Genesis, we find that God created everything. Would you agree with that? I see heads nodding, but, you know, um, I don't know, I can't hear the marble or, or whatever. Anyway, it was perfect, was it not? So what happened? Creation was perfect in, in, in every way. Adam and Eve were made perfect. So what could go wrong? Through Satan's pride, okay, sin entered the universe. And we find that over in Isaiah uh, 14, 12 through 14. There's an account there where Satan says, I'm going to be like the most high. And there's, I believe there's five I statements. I, 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 I. How many of us this morning have that I?
Now let's look at chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any wild animal that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, what? Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Is that what God said? Nope. One specific tree and one only. Three one. Our enemy challenges and challenges God's word. And you know something? That hasn't changed over the centuries. He's still challenging God's word. That's why it's important for us to know God's word and specifically what it actually says and not what we think it says. That's part of what we do on, on Project 36, is it not? Okay, we get in there and we, we talk amongst ourselves and we challenge one another to say, okay, this is, this is what the passage says. Let's not read anything into it or out of it. Now notice verse 2 in chapter 3. The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees of the garden. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Notice in, in, in verse 3. But God did say, you must not eat fruit from the what? From the tree in the middle of the garden. True so far, right? Notice what she says next. And you must not touch it or you will die. Did God say that? Did he imply that? No. No. So what we have here is like a lot of us sometimes we add to God's word for our own benefit for our own understanding if you will what does God's word say pure and simple and if you don't understand what it says here okay in my experience over the years it will be explained somewhere else in Scripture. You just need to dig it out. You don't need to try to interpret yourself. Now here's the challenge. You will certainly not die. The serpent said to them, for, for God knows when, when you eat, your eyes are going to be opened. Okay, uh, You will be like God, knowing good from evil. Really? 
what's going on here. When the woman saw okay, that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and, and also okay, uh, desirable for gaining wisdom, she took it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Don't blame it on Eve, guys. We like to blame it on, on Eve. Adam was right there. Okay? Adam weaseled out. Who did God tell not to eat of the tree? Whose responsibility was it to pass on to Eve what God said? It was the man. It was Adam. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm tired, okay, of the men, okay, hiding behind the women's skirts. I'm tired of it. Stand up, be a man. Stand up and make a stand. Right or wrong, okay, stand up. That's what God has called us to do. was the result? What was the result? Then the eyes of both of them, okay, both of them were opened and they realized that, that they were naked. So they sewed fig, fig leaves together and, and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard heard what? Heard the sound of of the Lord God as he was making his way to the garden in the cool of the day and they hid and they hid among the trees of the garden let's stop right there why'd they hide or, or let me rephrase this why do we hide from God I can't speak for anybody else in the house, okay? But I know when I'm when I sin, okay. I know immediately that my relationship with God isn't isn't where it should be. I, and I don't want Him to see me in that state. So I try to hide. Whether you're trying to hide through my work, okay, or, or hobbies, or I just try to go to sleep and forget about things, or you've been there. 
You've done that. What was broken here? Okay. That intense fellowship or that koinonia we talked about the other week. Okay. That was broken. That was ruptured. It was gone. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Did God know where they were? Absolutely. Absolutely. God knows where we're at. He knows where you're at this morning. He knows where I'm at this morning. Notice Notice the answer. He answered and said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. What did God say? Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree? That I commanded you not to eat from? Wow. Every time, every time, God knows. When I've sinned, where I've sinned, why I've sinned, He knows. But God's grace gives me the opportunity to come to Him and ask forgiveness and renew the relationship. renew that koinonia. Now verses 12 and 13 the, the man said that woman you gave me it's her fault. Just to keep peace with, with her or whatever she gave me some fruit okay, and I ate it. What a wimp. But don't we do the same thing, guys? Then the Lord, then the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you've done? And the woman said, Well, the serpent deceived me and I ate. What's going on here? It's the blame game, is it not? 
It's not my fault. It's that woman that you gave me. It's not my fault. It's that snake that you created. What excuses do I give for my sin? Notice now what takes place. So the, Lord, so the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this. Sounds ominous now, doesn't it? Because you have done this. Cursed are you above all, above all livestock and wild animals. You will crawl on your belly. You will eat the dust of the earth all the days of your life. You can find God's love and mercy in this. Why is that? How is that? What if now? And I'm glad he didn't, but what if now? Okay? God says, that's it. I'm done with all of you. Who would have known? We wouldn't have known. But is that God's character? No. He loves us. He loves you. He loves me. He is merciful to you, to me. And he curses a serpent. And then, and then he makes a promise of redemption. Notice verse 15. Power off. And I will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and hers he will crush your head and you will strike his heel
it's important for us to understand this fact. Who put enmity? Who did that? God did it. He's the one. He's the one that declared that declared war. He's the one who called out sin. He's the one. And I God speaking here. And I We want to say a lot of times, well, you know, Satan did this, or I did this, or whatever. No, no. God's characters, look, I, I, God. I'm not going to put up with sin. Period. So what about this promise? We find in in direct contrast, if you will, or direct response to the the serpent's deception and, and disobedience by Adam and Eve. He pronounces curses on each of them. Read the rest of the chapter. What are the curses? Okay. One of the curses is is pain during childbearing, giving birth. And notice the latter latter part of verse 16. Your desire will be, what? For your husband. And he will rule over you. Wow. Okay. They, They were co at this time. Okay. There wasn't one above the other until sin entered the world he will rule over you and then Adam is cursed because you've listened to your wife and ate the fruit of the tree which I commanded you that you must not eat okay now you've got to sweat for a living Curses the ground before you. Through painful toil, you'll eat food or food from it all the days of your life. Okay? It'll produce thorns and thistles, and, and by the sweat of the brow, 
Man. I think some someday uh, I'd like to ask Adam when I see him. I, I'm going to have to ask him and go and, hey, dude, was it worth it? Or maybe we rephrase it, rephrase it a little differently. Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> this is the first promise back in verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To me, this is the greatest verse in all of Scripture. Because God didn't let us hang. Just floating out there. Did God know what was going to happen? Nod your head, yes, class. Absolutely. No one made him do it. Choice was theirs. But God provided a way. Where are you at this morning? Where are you at this morning? Do you believe his promise? Or is it just a nice story? Because some will tell you, okay, the first 11 books or chapters there, 11, 12, something like that, of, of Genesis. It's just, just a fairy tale. It's just, it's just trying to tell a, a, an elaborate story. I'm not one of those. I believe every word of it. Where are you at this morning? Do you believe what God has said? And if you do... How are you going to conduct your life? morning as we close I want all of us to understand